they don't care about you. They don't know anything yeah. about you. They're just using you for pleasure. And I don't think that that's right. Because somebody should love you for you. And like the sexual part of you, I think that's really important. I don't think that you should shut that off. I just think that you should use that for somebody that actually loves you completely. Um, I don't What'd know. What'd you do today? I'll what did I do today? Um, I went to visit my sister. All we right. hung out. Do you have an older or younger sister? Um, I have an older sister. Okay. She's like four years older than me. Does she also have a family? Yeah, she does. So oh, she has three shit. kids, but we see each other like almost every day. Like it's so fun. And she has oh, a little okay. boy that's my daughter's age. So they play all the time. And so oh, perfect. we just go out and do stuff and. A lot of people think we're twins because have you seen a picture of her? No, no she. I'll no, have to show yeah. you guys. Send us some pictures. But of we her. literally, <laughs> we people are that. like freaked out. They're like, "Are you guys really? twins?" Yeah, they're always like, "Are you like guys if twins? I see her and I might actually yeah. say hi, Erica." There's been people that like they're talking to her and oh. then I'll, I'll like she'll leave and I'll come back and they just talk to me like just oh like as it's if one it was of those like, fucking MTV <laughs> prank shows. I know they like don't even notice like it was like the lawn guy and he like didn't even know he like did not skip a beat. He's like, so anyway, your lawn. I'm like, I'm a completely different person. <laughs> so yeah, it's fun. Yeah. Do Man. you have siblings? Yeah, yeah. I have one one older brother. He's actually way older than me. How much older? Uh, maybe ten years older. <laughs> I, I'm oh, like wow. the, I'm like young, oh you know what that, God. like, you yeah. know when you're just like born late? Yeah. <laughs> yeah that's Were you me. the mistake? No, I'm just huh? kidding. <laughs> Were you know, the accident? Maybe. <laughs> no. That's awesome. Mistakes are, you guys, are the best children. I know they are, right? Are you guys <laughs> close? Sorry. Dude, I feel like I'm not close to anyone in my family. Mm, that's hard. You know? Were you close at one point and then you kind of got apart or was it always like that? Oh, uh, yeah. I think... Man, I don't really know if our family ever knew how to be a family. Mm. You know what I mean? So you yeah. never. So it's hard to just like transition them into being one. Yeah. But like, I'll. I'm still like loyal to them. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Yeah, they're still your family. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I'll do anything for them, mm-hmm. but I just That's didn't awesome. get the connection part down. So I'm hoping when I have, I'm actually looking forward to having a, a kid. Yeah. That's yeah. awesome. I'm, I'll fucking, I'll get the first girl pregnant. I don't give a shit. What? Maybe, maybe. Maybe fall in love first and get married. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Imagine if I got the wrong girl pregnant. I'd be so mad. Yeah, that would not go well. And it's, it's worse when, like, the, I guess, like, well, I was talking about this with my friend where he was talking about sometimes the girl gets pregnant and the guy's, like, a total asshole and he just leaves this the situation completely because she got pregnant and had right, the kid. Right. And it's like he was involved completely. So yeah. He and should the, be there. So the problem though is the kid looks exactly like the dad. You know how that happens. No, it's so true. Okay, this is this is what I heard. I heard that if it's a girl first, they look just like the dad. And if oh. it's a boy, they look exactly like the mom. Mm, but if it's okay. the first child. Yeah. That's <laughs> I don't know if that's true, but that's what I hear. So far, it's true because my girl looks exactly like my husband. Like she, oh, people God. wouldn't even know she looks like me because she's a little blondie. Would you keep your first kid if you got the girl, the wrong girl, pregnant? You're talking to me? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Would I keep the kid if I got the wrong girl pregnant? Yes. You mean like? Ask for an abortion. <laughs> Ask for an abortion? Yeah, of course. Oh gosh, no. <laughs> well, I mean, like, we're talking about the wrong girl. Well, 
we still shouldn't have an abortion for that though i know i know that that's also that's true i don't know i erica i think you're pissing off a lot of people by saying that <laughs> i think i am yeah? i think i probably am but i don't know i i feel like there's certain cases I, I mean now we're getting deep but i feel like there's certain cases where like abortion is like uh necessary for like the health of the mother or something yeah. like that but like just random abortions i don't agree with because there's still you know it's a life yeah, you need to save this for when we have the Roe versus Wade discussion because... Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to get I, deep. <laughs> I have been arguing your same point. Yeah. But I think a, a woman needs to say it, not yeah. a guy. Yeah. And then it would kind of hit different. I'd be down to talk about that. Yeah, we'll definitely have you on... Oh, sorry. On the next um, podcast when we do have that big episode, it's going to be fucking insane. Sweet. Um, anyways, I think I'm just going to start the show. So, Erica, okay. are you ready? Yeah, I'm ready. All right. What's good, everybody? You listen to the All Feelings No Facts podcast, where every week we do our best not to get canceled. We also cover subjects like relationships, uh, politics, uh, I think religion sometimes. Uh, today, we're going to be talking a little bit about marriage, too. And we got a marriage professional <laughs> in the room. <laughs> Anyways, my name is Rashawn. I'm the star of the show. To my right, I got Davis, the resident stepdad. And to my left, I got Erica, the resident stepmom. <laughs> so, Erica, why don't you introduce yourself? Um, and uh, what is it? What is this that we say? Introduce yourself and then... Who are you as a human being? Okay. Um, I'm Erica. I am 27. And I'm actually from Utah. I've been in Dallas about a year. Utah's Mormon capital. Oh, yes, yes. Um, I actually am a member of the church. Okay. So, yeah. But I love being in Dallas. I love dancing. I love music. I love being with my husband, my daughter. I have a little girl. She's almost two next month. Her name's Summer. And Shout out Summer. Yes. <laughs> Follow <laughs> her on girl. Instagram. Follow her on Instagram. <laughs> Just kidding. I'm not that mom. Um, I know some moms have their kids all over they have yeah, their own it's, Instagram. It's pretty fucked up. I know, a little bit. Um, but yeah, and I just love people. So I love getting deep with people. So I'm really excited to be on the podcast today. And we're really glad that you decided to um, make an appearance. We really Thank appreciate you. that. Um, so Davis's favorite question, do you feel enough today? You know, I do. I feel enough. I feel, I feel good. When was the last time you did not feel like you were enough? Um, I feel like it kind of, uh, the last time. And it, it could be just like a random event. A that random happened. event. It, it doesn't have to be super deep. Uh, Maybe you know. it was last week. Maybe yeah. it was last week. And, I and, like... and somebody uh, you wanted to dance with was like, I'm not dancing with you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I feel like a couple of days ago, I kind of had, I was just kind of having a little bit of a bad day and, um, I taught that day and I felt like it didn't go the best. And so I was kind of beating myself up about that. And so I felt like that day, maybe I didn't feel enough. And uh, when those moments happen, what do you usually do? Is there something you use to reset your brain? Uh, is there someone you talk to? What's your kind of process to get out of that slump? That's a good question. I feel like I, I usually talk to somebody. I talk to somebody that I love, usually like my husband or my sister and um i also i feel like it's a lot mentally like i just have to, i believe in like affirmations so like i'll just look in the mirror or just think in my mind like positive things sometimes i'll write them down and then just start getting my mind into those more positive mindsets and then usually i'll feel better 
do you ever narrate the 40 I am's to yourself? The 40? Yeah. Oh, I don't know about that. I don't know. Okay, I thought, okay. I don't, maybe the, 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 maybe the Mormon Bible is different from the Christian Bible. I don't know. Yeah. You Uh, mean in the Bible? Yeah, like in the Bible, there are this list of 40 I am's. Oh. um, That you can just tell yourself every single time you're feeling kind of low or shitty. Um. You need maybe, to send me yeah, that. Yeah, maybe I'll send it to you. Please send me that. Is it Gen Z Bible? Or is just say, uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> is this the, is this I think the they, they, they picked and chose the I am's they wanted. Um, is this in the King James Version? It's it's in all it's of the in versions. All, okay, yeah. maybe I'm just like blanking right now because yeah. I read the Bible. But um, Yeah, and my other favorite question is, um, do you feel loved? And who are the people in your life that make you feel loved? I do feel loved. I feel loved um, by my family. I feel loved by my husband, my daughter. Like every morning when she comes up to me and she's like, good morning, mama, or just like runs and hugs me, like it makes me feel so loved. And most importantly, I feel like I'm loved by God. And that kind of, you know, keeps me going. Hey, this is a all God podcast. Praise God. Amen. Can I get an amen? Amen. Amen. <laughs> Um, yeah, I mean, I would say God is the reason that we have this podcast, mm. you know, how it's all been orchestrated so beautifully. I feel like if all it took was me and Davis saying, well, let's start a podcast. And then now it's like happening in front of us with without us even really thinking. About, I don't know. I don't want to fucking run a podcast. That's really cool. <laughs> like the fact that it's come together. And I was kind of talking um, before this with them, but I just feel like it's really cool to have different people with different experiences just kind of sharing and I don't know I feel like there's so much to learn from all different types of people yeah honestly the and the best thing you can ever do if you really want to learn in this life this is the thing that I like to do I like I like to um I like to put people in really uncomfortable situations Mm. because then I get to see how they handle it right so (laughs) (laughs) so so when i'm in that uncomfortable situation i can kind of see be like oh this person did this or they said this interesting so you're kind of learning like how they respond and then trying to mirror it yeah 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 yeah. Mm. because because it's like you have you're gonna be put in these uncomfortable situations so why not watch someone else go through it first and then, <laughs> and then you try. I'm curious, I'm curious, like, what kind of uncomfortable situations? Like, give me an example. Um, I think maybe a- asking asking someone a really uncomfortable question, maybe mm. that they, you know that they're avoiding, but you go ahead and ask them anyways yeah. because you know they're avoiding it. Because Just being direct. Like, yeah, yeah, out. because mm-hmm. everyone's... I think everyone is afraid that someone is going to be direct with them. That's so true. And so I think for me, it's like sometimes I'll watch, you know, we'll know someone maybe in the dance scene where we kind of know some like, oh, that guy was, is kind of like hitting on you a lot or always in your space or whatever. Mm -hmm. And they're kind of doing this thing where they're pretending it's not happening. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. Oh yeah. Uh And, and so I'm, I'm, putting it more on them like no like it really is happening and i want you to like tell me how you really feel about it oh that's cool um i don't know if it's cool i actually kind of i actually respect that i feel like we kind of dance around things a lot and it's nice to be direct i think i think so because it's never coming from like an uh malevolent place yeah it's just like seeing i just want to know how you really feel about the situation because cool 
I should. Maybe next week I'm going to be in that situation. <laughs> My goal is now to make you as uncomfortable as possible. See yeah. what you do. <laughs> and also, maybe you have it in your heart to, like, tell the story. You just want someone to, to ask you the question. Yeah. Like, you just have it in the back, and you're just kind of looking for someone to, to like, ask. To just ask so that you can explode and almost, like, have this release. Like, yeah, this is actually what has been going on. Mm-hmm. Um, because I think we've encountered this situation where we wouldn't really bullshit around a situation. We'll just go direct. And then people will just volunteer information that we didn't even ask for <laughs> to us. <laughs> All right, yeah, 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 calm down. But it's just people don't have those relationships with a lot of people. Um, just mm-hmm. being completely open and honest. And I think we have that with our lives where we just kinda, we're just kind of out there. So it's easier to connect with people if you just go deep immediately. If you're... Oh. Rip them open. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, I feel like that's a that's actually a big problem. I mean, shit, I don't know when's the right time to ask somebody, but like, even when you go to dance class and you're just talking with everything, then maybe the first thing you'll say to someone is like, hey, how are you, right? Right. And they're always going to lie to you and say, good. good. You know what it's I mean? So true. It's also, I feel like, I don't know, for me, I feel like I have to be in a good situation where I can say something because mm-hmm. let's say someone asked me and I'm not feeling good that day. I don't want to immediately start unloading unless it's <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, you're in like a comfortable place where you can talk about it. So I don't know. I think it also depends on the situation because I feel like that's just what we do with small talk. How are you? But, but if you don't do, have enough time to talk. Do you think like, that, that that type of mindset is like unproductive in the long run where like everyone is you you're in a group of people and everyone's not really saying the truth Mm. so how would you want it like if let's say we were like changing partners in dance class and you had a (laughs) would you be like actually my day sucked and i'll tell you all the reasons or like Uh, would you want to talk about it later i don't know what the correct answer to that is because maybe there is some kind of etiquette where Mm -hmm. you just have to fucking suck it up and and say everything is good and then later say everything sucks (laughs) (laughs) i don't know i think i think that's a good question i would say just be in a situation where you can talk and you are open because there's a difference when you're in a situation like this where you could be like how are you really and you have a chance to talk but maybe in a short span where you don't have a lot of time then you can just be like i'm pretty good not necessarily lying yeah and also i think if you are if you're really trying to connect with people then you should almost build an aura where people can be very comfortable with you. Mm-hmm. And so then when you do ask these questions, you it's coming from a genuine, genuine place. But I feel like most people are so full of themselves that they, they don't have space to allow somebody to be comfortable in their vicinity. Right. And like so actually care. Like, that, yeah. Exactly. Where... Like you, you're dancing, but you're so in your head or you're just, you're having coffee with a friend, but you're so worried about how you look or how people perceive you that you don't even have enough room to cater for the people around you. Mm-hmm. Um, but as a good human being, you should be able to read other people's emotions and read other people's faces and almost accommodate for them and be giving to whatever they're going through. Where I've danced with people and I've, I've, they've told me they're fine and I'm like, you're fucking lying. Because mm-hmm. I can read it in your face. Like you can always tell 
Mm-hmm. I mean, people think they're really good at I really yeah, you can tell in their eyes that there's mm-hmm. something going on with them and they're just bullshitting and you can just break that wall and just say, "Hey, like no, How are you really? Yeah, like you're mm-hmm. you're you're going through some shit right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I'm here to listen. Yeah, I love that. All right, we'll go into the next question. So, Erica, you are a Mormon, right? Yeah, yeah. All right. So, Mormon is kind of a nickname, but the full name of the church is Church of Jesus Christ of Latter Day Saints. Okay, okay. Mm-hmm. Um, and how long have you been Mormon for? So, I was actually born into the religion. Both my parents. Um, are members of the church and so mm. they kind of taught me since i was born basically <laughs> i grew up in it and have, have you had any um <clears throat> have you had any uh what is the word um face-to-face encounters with god not face-to-face mm-hmm. but i feel like i've had moments in my life where i felt god's influence and i've mm. like gained my testimony of him through personal experience hell yeah <laughs> right um davis is um when you wake up in the morning i've had this discussion with oshan where do you wake up and you feel like you're walking with god and is there a way you can describe that feeling um because like like you i grew up very religious now mm-hmm. i'm not religious i just have a good relationship with right. god right now i've mm-hmm. kind of moved away from the like the super rigidity. strict uh, rigidity of it right but, but you still every, have your relationship Every single time I wake up, I feel like I'm walking with God and I've tried to explain to people this extreme love where everything kind of clicks and manifests correctly in your life. And so is there a way you can describe it? I just want to say, all you people, (laughs) I'm sorry, I'm going to say it. All you people who don't believe in God, I know y'all are miserable. I know y'all are miserable and you're lost. And you're scared. Is that true? Erica is saying, saying, yup, you are. I think everybody has their own relationship. Um, I feel like it's important, though, to have somebody in your life that's bigger than yourself. So whether that's the universe or some type of spirituality, but um, I just happen to believe in God. And yeah, your question, Davis, I feel like when I wake wake up in the morning, I'm just I'm aware of him and I'm just grateful for everything that he's done for me. And I, I feel like even if I'm not constantly praying, I feel like I have a prayer in my heart and he understands me and I'm just trying to seek out that connection every day and try. I feel like, you know, his two greatest commandments, like love God and love others. That's basically what I try to live by. Like I want to love him and I want to love other people because if if you're loving other people genuinely, people will want to seek God. Yeah. Hey, that's actually a good way. Of, you're talking about converting people? Is that what you're, <laughs> is that what you're alluding no, to? No, the the no, golden no, formula? Not, no, I don't believe in being like, hey, you have to do this. But like, I think, you know what Davis was saying, just having a connection with God and what you were saying, yeah. like it helps you be so much happier. It helps you yeah. feel more connected to something and have hope and just love other people so that's mainly what i believe in well the thing is like i I also feel like if you don't have god in your life you i don't think it's actually possible to live a full um satisfying life Mm. like Mm -hmm. uh how do i is it is it possible davis i don't fucking know (laughs) that's not a question that we should have 
someone who doesn't believe in God. I, I just feel, I feel I, yeah, this is what I actually think. When you have a real relationship with God and you believe that that this thing is going to bless you, mm-hmm. I feel like you are going to have more doors open up to you than per- a person who doesn't believe in God. Just by the nature of you believing in something will do it. I think that's enough to get more opportunities in your life. Hmm. Do you think that's like true? Like the hope, you would say? or it's Yeah, you could call it hope. I think people more, yeah, hope is like level one and then faith is like level <laughs> two or something, okay. right? And then, um, I don't know. I feel like I, I, cause I know people that don't believe in God at all. Oh. And like, I still believe that you can li- live a happy, you know, life. But I feel like when you believe in God and you have a relationship with him, it's just, it expands it so much more. That's that's exactly what I just said. <laughs> okay, <laughs> so yeah, I agree. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, I'm just saying you're, because you're saying because you're saying if you believe in God, then your life will be more expansive than someone who doesn't believe in God. Okay, I, yeah, I guess so. It's true. Okay, yeah. It's true. So all you atheists out there, it's <laughs> time to level the, up, buddy. But we love the atheists too. We love the we atheists. love we love you and and you need God. Yeah. Get, whatever yeah. in whatever way, as long as. It, it's productive as long as you I think the big thing is like serving something outside of yourself. Yes, yeah. That's like exactly. A big focus. Like just it gives you purpose. Yeah. I think the the main thing is like I don't know if it's just Christianity where they say it's more about it's not this life isn't about you. It's about like serving God or mm-hmm. serving every it's about everyone else or something like that or yeah yeah I think it's it's so interesting because I feel like there's two extremes there's like like I believe in self-love and self-care but then it goes sometimes it goes too far where you're so into yourself that you're not looking that you're doing only fans yeah you're just, <laughs> you're just <laughs> maybe okay but then like then there's people that are spreading themselves so thin like trying to take mm. care of everybody so I think it's like a middle ground where you believe in your and they're doing only fans <laughs> <laughs> and you're just you know in the middle where you take care of yourself because you love yourself, but you also are taking care of others. Speaking of OnlyFans, can I bring that up for a second? Um, sure. Do you think that they're making the right decision, these girls who are getting into that type of work? That's a controversial question, but I, I don't agree with it. I feel like, you know, that's... I don't agree with it, no. That doesn't mean they're any less of a person, though. <laughs> you're kind of, kind of saying just, it does. No. You're very fucking careful with her. No, I, you guys are trying to like catch me into being like some really judgmental person. Honestly, like I, I don't judge people for doing it. I just feel like I personally wouldn't do it, and I don't think that like that's the best thing that you could be doing. Definitely. Why, why don't you think that it's the best thing that you should be doing? I feel like you should be respectful of your body and save it for somebody that loves you. Like if you're just using it, if somebody's just viewing you as like an object for pleasure, like that's degrading your spirit. That's degrading who you really are. Yeah. So, I mean, basically the whole, uh, the whole idea is that if you do OnlyFans, 
then that means you're what you're trying to say is that their spirit is broken in some way no i'm not saying their spirit is broken i'm just saying that like it's not being respectful of who you are so they're disrespecting themselves yeah yeah disrespecting themselves and the people that are viewing that they don't care about you they don't know anything about you they're just using you for pleasure and i don't think that that's right because somebody should love you for you and like the sexual part of you, I think that's really important. I don't think that you should shut that off. I just think that mm. you should use that for somebody that actually loves you completely. Yeah, plus you don't want, like, <clears throat> I mean, for me, if I'm in a relationship, I, I'm really trying to tinker the relationship so that it keeps the intimacy alive. Yeah. So part of that is, like, you can't be naked for one million guys because because all these only fans girls they all have a million followers right and none of these people know them they just want them they just want the, for their own pleasure the four dollar clip of them doing whatever, whatever on yeah. the webcam yeah it's so degrading yeah and um yeah it's really sad and fortunately those women you probably won't find a good man i'm just gonna go ahead and say that is that should i not say that you can say that i mean is it true, Davis? I don't. I don't think you can find a quality man who's just like, yeah, OnlyFans. <laughs> yeah, come on and in. <laughs> I think that they have hope to have like a good relationship, but just be seeking, you know, the right guy. I, I think first, first of all, I mean, do your thing. You know, do. I mean, I'm very. Do your thing. Um, ruin your fucking life <laughs> <laughs> that's what you want to do yeah like but yes mm-hmm. I, I find it hard to believe that and I could be wrong that any guy would be fine being with a girl where there is no exclusivity in their relationship whether it's physical or mental right yeah and so I will never like if you did OnlyFans and I was dating you and you were great I will still find it very hard to trust you because you shared what was supposed to be intimate between me and you with everyone else. And you just did it because you wanted to make some cash. Right. Mm-hmm. Selling yourself. Basically. Yes. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's hard to, for me to imagine any guy wanting to fully commit to it. They might play around with your feelings. They might, you know, smash, but Hey, you know, I could be wrong, but I don't know if how many guys would fully commit to it. But this kind of leads to a different discussion is, we're seeing this like movement of, I guess, women being super independent and not necessarily wanting to get married uh, or wanting to be in these long-term relationships. They're just. Do you there. think that They're that's true? And think... in if in the case that it's genuinely true, then should the movement continue? I think this might be a controversial take, but I feel like men and women need each other, and I think correct. That that is that is actually. Correct. I think you. <laughs> I feel like you. You know, you shouldn't be ashamed of wanting to be with somebody. Like it's good to be independent. It's good to, you know, achieve your goals. But, like, I think it's a myth that like your your dreams have to stop if you're married. Like I feel like being married to my husband. Like he's been so supportive of my dreams, and my life has only increasingly got gotten better. Mm. And that's not to say you can't be sing. Like if you're single, you need to be unhappy. Like, be happy definitely. But I feel like. Marriage has made me so much of a better person. I've changed so much. Mm. I've, like, learned to control, like, 
you know, my anger or like different flaws that I've had have been made better by being married to my husband and same for him. He's changed so much. So I feel like I see this a lot where like a guy will be a little unruly, but then he'll get married and like he'll kind of become a better human. <laughs> so I feel like just we yeah. need each other. And so do you think your your Mormon background has helped you cultivate a good marriage? I think so. Yeah. I think I think just believe cuz like one thing that Cuz I, really, I mean you were talking about you're saying you got married and then you became better people. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, literally. I think we did. I, I was actually surprised when you said that. Yeah. Not 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 because not because you said it. Just but because you you hear two people get married and then like a shit storm occurs. Oh, well that kind of happened like the first 2 years because you're oh, learning okay. to live with somebody mm-hmm. and that's going to be really hard. Like that's no lie. But then you learn things as you go on and you grow together and it's really cool. But what was your question if like my background has Oh, yeah, cuz it sounded like everything's just doing swell. So it's like, all right, <laughs> maybe <not> <laughs> Maybe your religion no, had something to do with that. I think uh, that's not to say that, like, we don't have our fights. Like, we fight sometimes, but it's okay. some, you know, we're not perfect, definitely. But I do think that mm. we've grown better. But, yeah, I think um, in my in the religion that I belong to, like, there's a lot of focus on family and the importance of family. And so I think that's been instilled in me, you know, throughout time and just, you know, trying to keep God part of it, which definitely helps. Okay, and um, so going back to the growing up Mormon thing, um, what are the positives and negatives that you've experienced? Um, the positive, I feel like, been able to meet really good people. You know, when you when you go to church, it's nice because you have like a community wherever you are. You know, you find friends. Um, I think it's instilled like some good values in me, like honesty, integrity. You know where to turn when you're struggling because a lot of people like they struggle and where do they go you know sometimes there's a lot of negative things that you could go to but it kind of helps you turn it into the positive like go to god and those type of things so i feel like those are really positive and then negative i think sometimes in any i think this can happen in any religion but just like people if somebody's not like you you could be judgmental right Mm. and so like, I feel like sometimes that's happened in my religion where there's, like, judgment towards, you know, if somebody's, oh, what are they doing? Oh, no, they're not one of us. And I feel like that's not, that's not an attitude that I want to have. That's not something that, like, the gospel teaches or, like, Christ teaches, but it's something that happens, like, when people all follow the same thing, they'll start to do that naturally. Yes. It's like the natural man, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? So, it's something I try not to do. Like, if somebody doesn't believe what I believe, that's totally fine. Like, um. Do you think that the rigidity of religion negatively impacted you? Um, because, I mean, I, I think I've, I've stated this before, but I grew up in a very conservative Christian church. Mm-hmm. And I hated the judgment, the judgmental part of it where mm-hmm. we would judge single mothers because they got pregnant Aww, for, some, for yeah. some weird reason. Or, you know, you showed up to church with, with all your scarf because I went to one of those churches where the girls had, or the women had to wear scarves mm. and they would be considered uh charlottes is that the right word 
um, a hoe. Yeah, they'd be considered a hoe. I mean, that's just, <laughs> if they weren't wearing that, and oh, it, yeah, it was just yeah. these dumb rules that we kind of made up. And yeah. so, do you think that sort of affected? Was it ever a turning point in your life where you were just like, okay, I, where you thought about not being a Mormon anymore? That's so interesting that you asked that because, like, I have been going through that like in the last couple years until now where like I believe in the gospel and I believe in Jesus Christ and what he teaches but I sometimes struggle with like how strict things can be or I hate the judgment and like those type of things that come with it and so I think that yeah like the rigidity can be can be hard at times but I think what I've tried to do is just not focus on those things and focus on like what I kind of said earlier, like just loving other people. And if somebody does something, that's totally fine. Like it has nothing to do with me. Like everybody's on their own path with God and in their life. And, you know, he's going to work it out with them. It, It's totally fine. Yeah, I think the big thing that they teach in Christianity is forgiveness. Yeah, definitely. And I think... I think that a lot of people kind of skip over that part sometimes because it's, especially in the time that we're living now, there's so much anger and violence and all this. So it's, it's very easy to not forgive somebody in these times, right? Because it seems like everybody's doing wrong to everybody else and everyone wants to fight about it. And I think that if you hold on to that anger or unforgiveness for a very long time, like that's a very good, this, this is like in Christianity, if you, if you hold on to that stuff, you're basically opening the door for the devil to come in and kind of use you as a puppet at, at, the, as that, at that point, right? Mm-hmm. And then, then your flesh goes to waste at that point. Then you got fucking cancer and you, you're like, why do I don't have cancer? It's, well, you've been angry for the past 20, 30 years. You know mm, what I mean? That's interesting thought. So it's just like if you're, if you're holding a lot of negative energy in your body for negative so long. Negative things are going to come Yeah, in. it's like you're, something bad is going to happen to you. That's just the reality of it. Mm. Uh, anyways, we're going to keep moving forward. Okay, so um, I was, I'm, I'm going to just uh, stop. I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to gush about Roshan because I never so. I, I didn't know who Roshan was five months ago, mm-hmm. but you've just had him do a soliloquy on manifestation and um, carrying negative negative thoughts that affect you, and then talk about religion. And it's just like he's a fucking awesome person to be able to like compartmentalize and then join these three things that are almost <laughs> completely unrelated into one thing. So yeah. you know, go find go find smart people out there. Like, don't be a dumbass and hang out. No, not you. Oh, okay. But, like, the fucking viewers. <laughs> Go find some smart people who critically think about things that are occurring in their lives and critically read and, and absorb as many sources of information before they come to conclusions as possible. If you stay in your fucking tiny-ass church group or tiny-ass drinking group or tiny-ass dance group and never want to expand, you will never know how much knowledge the world has to offer and how you can meet different people and they'll give you a completely different perspective mm-hmm. on problems that you have in your life where you can actually grow not only in your dancing but in your faith. They can almost from firm what you already believe in. I think 
I think I used the wrong adjective there. But <laughs> <laughs> no, but that was beautiful. I, I love that. Uh, okay, so we're going to move on to the next question, which is, how did you pick your husband? Which I don't know. What, what, what is the context of that question? Like? It was just a large question. Like, are we talking about, like, physical looks or personality or what do we... I guess, yeah, what was your <laughs> criteria? Like, how did you decide that, yeah, yeah, this is the person that I want to marry? So I actually met Nate when we were 14 years old. <laughs> so obviously we were Fuck not yeah. looking for, like, to be married or anything. Um, but I do remember the first time I met him, we actually sat on the bus together. And it was the first time we met and he was so easy to talk to. He was like the nicest person that I've ever met because I was really shy at that point and I was scared to talk to guys and talk to boys. Mm. But he was so nice. And um, you know how there's people that like your energies just match? Like you just click. Oh, yeah. That's how it was with us. It wasn't like an immediate like spark. Like, oh my goodness, he's so hot. It was like I have a crush on him. It was just like I'm really comfortable with this person. I love being mm. with them. And for us, like, it was the same exact. He didn't think the same thing. He thought the same thing about me. Like, oh, she's so easy to talk to. And then we actually um, went to high school together and everything. And we became really, really good friends. And then from there, it sparked into something. But it wasn't an immediate spark. It was just, like, a friendship, a deep friendship that transformed into love. Yeah, so you're saying, um, did you go to public school? Or? I did, yeah. Okay, you went to public mm-hmm. school. Okay. And so, so you met him in when you were in ninth grade? Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, okay, and then you were kind of platonic until when? We were platonic until like junior year, middle of junior year. Okay, is that because y'all didn't know how to facilitate... No, it was, to the next no, it was more. Like, no, yeah, you're no. just like you're like. There's something no. here. I don't know what what it is exactly. I'm right on the cusp of it. Oh. It's literally because we didn't have feelings for each other like that. Oh, okay, okay. It it really did grow over time, and actually, his best friend, um, <laughs> his best friend really liked me, and so Oof. he. Yes, his best friend was into me. So he just thought, oh, like, he likes her. Okay. Yeah. So, yeah, y'all just hit it off junior year and then mm-hmm. it's just been going strong ever since then. Um, <laughs> no, it's been a lot. <laughs> so we, like, we kind of dated in high school, but he was very clingy to me, and okay. I didn't like okay. that. He, like, if I... Was he... Because, because he was... He really liked me, so he wanted to... Your, was it his first girlfriend, though? Yes. Okay. He, he, he literally wanted to put you in a box yes. for the rest of your fucking yes. life. <laughs> he literally told me, he's like, I knew that I wanted to marry you like in, on senior year. And, and so he like held on to me super tight and I hated that. So I like, oh. I wanted to just be free and date around and, and yeah. he was holding on tight. So we fought about that a lot in high school and we laugh about it now because it's just silly. Like he's like, oh man, I should have just let you be. Then you would have come to me. And I'm like, yeah. Um, but yeah. Speaking about, this is kind of not the same thing as what you're describing. Um, but do you ever feel like, I don't know if this is like a Latin community thing or maybe it's just everywhere, mm-hmm. where there seems to be a lot of control going on, either either the the guy is being very controlling of the girl, mm. or maybe it's the girl being very controlling of the guy. I've seen both sides. Yeah. 
So what is what is that all about? What's going on there? Is it just they're both super insecure or is it like I think it stems from insecurity for sure. Like if okay. somebody's if somebody trusts you completely, they won't just let you go. Like if somebody trusts you, they just let you be. If right. somebody doesn't trust you, they're going to hold on really tight. And do you think that them not trusting you is a a them problem or is it the partners? It's a them problem because if it would only be a problem like on, let's say that the, the, a guy was like controlling a girl. Yeah. Like the girl, if she didn't do anything to break your trust, like you have mm-hmm. no reason to worry. But it's like yeah. you're worried. Oh no, she's gonna find someone better than me, and that's a them problem. Yeah. What are those people supposed to do? Which what's the solution to that? <laughs> I think if you love somebody, you should allow them to be who they are, and just. They're going to love you so much more if you just let them loose. Hey, this is, Erica's putting people on game right now. I'll tell you. I'll <laughs> tell you a little secret, a little dating secret that always works for me. Okay, here's the truth. I'm gonna be completely honest for once in my life. All right. <laughs> um, okay, when guys typically go on a date, we want we want some action. You know what I mean? Okay, okay. I think, I think, especially guys, if we're yeah. attracted to them. Right, yeah. It's <laughs> natural. <laughs> like that's, it's natural. It's yeah. natural, yeah. yeah. But I will say this is, if one thing that, I'm not saying it's a trick or a technique, it's just something that I do because it's just better to go this route anyways. It's like, if you want to get physical with the girl, the best way to do it is actually to not do that. Does that make sense? yeah. Okay, you mean like not try to force anything? Yeah, yeah, exactly. yeah, 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 yeah. Because mm-hmm. because I think at that point she's already dealt with too many guys who are are moving things way too quick on the first date. You know what I mean? Yeah. And then it seems kind of sus at that point. Definitely. And so I find that if I just kind of lay back and just let her talk or whatever, mm-hmm. that she's gonna feel if if she's attracted, she's gonna feel more inclined to want something to happen. Right. The right? more, yeah, it's so weird because you want to do the opposite of what you feel like you feel like you just want to grab him and just kiss him or something. But like, yeah, you need to just do the opposite kind of play it cool and (laughs) they'll come to you. (laughs) Pretty much. Yes. The more you chase, the farther they run. So just let it be. Yes. I I feel like that's with anything in life. It can be relationships, um, success, money. Um, are you okay? Do we got to pause? Keep going? Okay. Okay. Um, I'm going to go on to the next question. Uh, Do you think sexual compatibility is important? Definitely, yeah. Um, Because some people believe that a relation, or even a marriage, I mean, is like, it's kind of just like you're just committing to each other, regardless of, how do I say it? I know what you're saying. saying. Yeah, I know what you're saying. I feel like, it's interesting that you would ask me because I actually waited to have sex until I was married. And so okay. I've only had sex with one person, which is my husband. Okay. okay. Um, but I feel like... So yeah, isn't that like a... You're saying you believe in sexual compatibility, but it sounds like you took the biggest gamble of your life. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> but I mean, like when you kiss somebody like you and, you know, you definitely have mm, those yeah. feelings and you know that you are like attracted to each other in that way, like sexually as well. And so like... Are you okay, Davis? Yeah. So I fucked up my hand in training today. I need 
it's fucking been gushing all fucking day. Oh. And it just started gushing again, so I had to go okay. in and just like put pressure on it. Okay. I take off. Yeah, the you just come out with like blood all over you. I'm like, are you okay? <laughs> I'm glad you're right. But yeah, I I guess some people would be like, that's crazy. But I think because I love, we love each other, like, mm. you know, we committed to each other and we're with each other in all ways. We're asking her the sexual component. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Is there anything you wanted to add on to that? So, um, I mean, just based off your background, and I could be totally talking on my ass, and we can probably like edit this out. Um, <laughs> but did you have sex with your husband before you got married? Mm-mm. Or no, no, we waited till we were married. And so I've, I've, we've had a couple guests on this podcast, and they've almost like bit into our heads that before you even get married, you need to check whether you guys are sexually compatible. Mm. And has that been an issue? Not at all. No, not for us. No. I think we've been talking to the wrong people. (laughs) (laughs) I think I think some people forget that like if you love somebody, like sex is a skill, you know, you can get better, you can learn, you can and like you're learning with one person that you love. And so like you're just gonna improve throughout the years. It's just gonna get better and better and better. Yeah, I I I agree with that. I think the the main thing though is that there has to be there has to be there some in the first place. Absolutely. Yeah. Have some way what? Like chemistry. Yeah, yeah. Chemistry. Mm-hmm. And then yeah. it's like chemistry. And then you have to keep maintaining it. Because yeah. I think people, when they get married for a long time, they say something about like, do you stop having sex after like 10 years? Or do you know what I'm talking Interesting. about? I mean, it kind of, I would say it definitely depends on the couple. Yeah. But yeah, like I know what you're saying. You have to keep it you have to keep it fresh in order to like contain, like maintain. Right. That. So mm-hmm. I guess what a, a better way to put it would be, do you think that it's, they're having less sex over time or do you think it's their marriage quality is going down? That's so deep. Say that again. Do you think that, um, do you think it, that a, a married couple ha- having less sex over time is like a natural thing or is like, it's an indicator that the quality of their marriage has um, gone down. Oh, I think it's an indicator that the quality has gone down. I think so, too. Mm-hmm. Fuck, shots fired. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, because, yeah, shit, you, you have kids, you're busy, you, you have a life. Like, <laughs> you're, you're still finding time to yeah. have a relationship with your definitely. husband. I, yeah, definitely. I feel like it's so important. And I think sometimes... People will say, oh, it's going to get worse after you have kids. But I think that's your decision. Like, if you continue to try to, like, keep everything interesting, make time for each other and make Mm. it a priority, then, like, it doesn't have to go down at all. I I agree with that. And I'm I'm hoping that my marriage is going to follow under that same framework, hopefully. Definitely, yeah. Yeah, I think it will. I'm pretty picky these days oh, good. <laughs> good you should be hey you should go for a good person hey i got i got options and actually i feel like i really don't have, i have options but i, I don't want <laughs> them yeah <laughs> that's a good way to that's a good which is i feel like that that's shown that i've kind of grown up a little bit good versus me versus you, you. What? i mean i'm i'm more i mean i'm i'm younger than roshan so I'm more just go crazy, go crazy. So you're just in the crazy phase. Yeah, just of your in like life. the crazy phase. 
But you know, being around older people will tell you, okay, yeah. You're what's making us sound so old. We're like in our twenties. <laughs> We're like we're in our twenties. What's important? What's not? What's not important? It it just gives you a different perspective of where you're gonna be in like three years. So you can almost calm yourself down. And mm. That's mm-hmm. true. Mm-hmm. Can I can I move on to the next yes. the la- last question, right? Yes. Is that okay? Yes, last question. Um, so our last question is why do you think people are getting divorced? Because we, uh, I'm gonna say this in a way that is um, sincere, genuine, vulnerable, um, fluid, maybe. No, no, no. Okay. Yeah. Um, I feel like. In the dance scene, a lot of single moms. Mm. Am mm-hmm. I allowed to say that? I don't know. Erica, can I say that or no? Yeah, I, I mean, it's just a fact. It's not oh. judgment. <laughs> it's not judgment. It's, it's just right. saying, yeah, it's just what you've noticed. Yeah. Yeah, and it's almost like, I, I'll be honest, I I knew that you had a kid, mm-hmm. and I I just assumed you were a single mom for yeah. the longest time. Well, I mean, it's, it's fair to... Like say, because my husband isn't dancing with me, so you you'd probably okay. maybe think no, that. no. I just I just hear you, or you just see it all the time. I just hear oh she has a kid. Okay, single mom. Mm. Actually, it even it even happened where one of our friends. I'm not gonna say her name because. Uh, so we have a friend, and for a whole month, I thought she was a single mom, mm. and it turns out she doesn't even have a kid. <laughs> <laughs> you have to tell me who it is after. <laughs> That's interesting. But, but think, it was like you almost assumed because it's yeah, so yeah, yeah. I met so many single moms, and she like was kind of giving off that vibe okay. where I just was like, oh, okay. <laughs> oh, and then like I even went on her Instagram later, uh-huh. and I saw a picture with a kid. But later I did my research; it was her little brother. Oh, okay. But you were just like you just assumed. Yeah, just because it just seemed like, okay, a lot of single moms out here. It seems like it's almost 50%. In the dance community? Yes. Hmm. That's Is crazy. Is it? I don't know. I mean, I know I know quite a few, yeah. Hmm. So, yeah, I think going back to the question is like, why do you think people are getting divorced? I think there's a lot of reasons, but I think a lot of it is selfishness like looking to the other person as like the creator of all the problems than Mm. seeing where you went wrong and being humble enough to go and try to fix it so you're saying that they they don't have that ability or wantingness to fix the relationship yeah like they're just placing blame on the other person 100 percent instead of saying hey like i have stuff that i want to work on too and going to that person and saying hey these are the things i want to work on i'm really sorry and being humble and real and then trying to work on yourself and putting the other person's needs before your own but what i see a lot is somebody's just like you do this and you do that and you're causing all this pain and you're doing all these things and just looking only at the other person so when is it too much? Because like, I think, yeah, you can work through a lot of your problems and be compassionate for a person's situation, mm-hmm. even when they are being rude or whatever. But what about the people who are just like, hey, like this has just gone overboard. I, I really can't do this anymore. I Do you think those people should get a divorce or do you think they should still try to work through it somehow? 
I think it really depends on the couple. Like, I feel like with abuse and mm. those type of things, like, clearly you need to get out. Like, you know, and you shouldn't be in something that, like, if you wake up every morning and your stomach is in knots and you're just in constant pain, like, yeah, you know, you don't, you don't want to live like that. Like, you want to be with somebody that that makes you feel good. But I do think that sometimes people do give in uh, to give up too easily, though, because I think a lot of part of our culture is like FOMO, like mm, like fear yeah. of missing out and like, <clears throat> you know, thinking, oh, if I was with someone else, it would be so much better. But the honest truth is, is like everybody has baggage and everybody has problems. And so like if you were to divorce one person and go with the next person, that next person would have a bunch of problems that you need to work through, too. Hey, is, hey, everyone, you all be, better be listening to what Eric is saying right now because that is facts. Everyone's got baggage. Everyone's working through all their shit. Um, a lot of y'all ain't going to make it. I'll say it right now. A lot of y'all. I'm sorry to say. <laughs> I'm sorry to say, but a lot of y'all ain't ready. And maybe one day you will be. I don't know. Hopefully. But, I, think um, every, I think people can make it if they are humble and um selfless and try to help the other you know build the other person up and try to take care of the other person's needs and and also kind of what we were talking about earlier is just allowing people to be who they are and not trying to fix and change and try to mold them into the person that you want Mm -hmm. but when you marry someone being like hey this is who i married and enjoy that person and not try to change every little thing about them and nitpick and do all those things Damn, that is fucking tough because I'm I'm Mr. Nitpicker, <laughs> unfortunately. You might need to change that if you want to be married. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> that's true. But yeah, it's something you can work on, though. It's something I've been trying to work on because, you know, there's certain things that, you know, I've had to be like, hey, just allow your so person you're, to be. So you're saying marriage is all about sacrifice? Like how much you got to sacrifice? I think it's sacrifice, but I also think that you should still allow that person to be who they are and they mm. should allow you to be who you are. So you're not sacrificing yourself. You're not sacrificing your passions. You're just loving that person for who they are. And is it their responsibility to make you happy? No. No? Not at all? No. I mean, I I agree but also it's like, why are we in a relationship? <laughs> <laughs> no, I think, I, I mean, that may sound extreme. Like, I think that you should try to make peop- your significant other happy. Mm. But I don't think that, like, that is your job. Like, they should be able to be make themselves happy. Right. Mm-hmm. And then everything that you do is just, like, added. Yeah, because yeah. I think we, ha- we had someone on the podcast and we were like, and they, they told us, okay, you need to be 100% and the other person needs to be 100% instead of trying to make, trying to, trying to make two people two who are 50 per become a whole. one. Yeah, and yeah. I, my mm. argument was like, if I'm already 100%, I don't need you at all. And I was like, I can be at 90% and maybe you can like give me that boost to be yeah. at, to that, 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 that's kind of my argument. Think, yeah. Like it was just not, I don't want to be the sole reason for your happiness but i also want to feel needed in your life yeah. and if i don't feel needed then what's the point of us even trying to be in a in a in a relationship you know i can just get a dog and hire a prostitute and i'll be <laughs> oh, oh, snap. Oh, snap. that's crazy yeah um i think that was the last question we could close out the podcast if you want to the podcast. My podcast.
mine is Keanu Reeves. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. Okay. Okay. All right. So that was um, the All Feelings No Facts podcast featuring Erica. Thank you for coming on our podcast and Thank you. Um, just elevating our whole audience's mindset because a lot of y'all need help out there. I'll tell you right now. A lot of <laughs> we y'all all need help. We all need help. We're good. We all need help. We're bringing on, you know, intellectuals and Thank religious you. figures and, you know, just prominent members of the community so that we can educate y'all. So fucking... So cash app me or something. <laughs> <laughs> we want to get paid. No, yeah. Thank you so much for having me. That was really yeah, fun. Yeah, yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Um, all right. So um, if you haven't already, follow us on Instagram. Our handle is all feelings no at all feelings no facts podcast, I believe, right? At the all feelings no facts. Oh, at the all feelings no facts podcast. And every episode um, will be aired on Monday at 6 a.m. Central. All right. Unless we're on vacation. Unless we're on vacation. <laughs> <laughs> all right, everyone. All right. Peace. <laughs>